All right, guys, welcome back to the Property Profits Podcast. I'm your host, Bryce Kaminsky. And on the call today, we've got Henry Liu. Am I saying it right, Liu, or is it Liu? Yes, yes, that's good. Perfect. And so if you've ever been thinking, oh, real estate in my hometown is where I should be doing things, or real estate is not working here or there, maybe you should talk to Henry because he's done it everywhere. Henry, welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much, Bryce. So we were chatting a little bit before the call, and you have a very interesting background. I'd like to you to tell people where you came from, where your background is as far as where you got your, you know, cut your teeth in real estate, and then uh, then we're going to jump into what you're doing today. Yeah, thank you. So basically, I was born in Mauritius Island in east coast of Africa. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a native there, so I speak uh, fluent French and English. And uh, my, my our, our parents, grandparents came from China. So mm -hmm. it's very mixed, right, as a culture. And I studied architecture in France. So that's bring me to the, when I was doing architecture, I said uh, I, I was very interested into development. So I did my, my final master in like uh, property development, how to finance projects how to, to develop land to its highest, best use. So that's how I get into that. Yeah, so I'm an architect, but I don't do just architecture. I, I, I do development, and this is where I bring value to any project. Yeah. And I've yeah. done, uh, as a developer, I've done uh, quite big projects like uh, one, uh, 100,000 square foot of office building. Mm -hmm. so we buy the land and we build it. And I also uh, bought land and or joint venture to develop uh, condominium projects. So we've done over 100 and 200 uh, units mm -hmm. as a development. Yeah. So you've you've got a, a a lot of education to back it, but where does the risk taking where does that come from? Because it sounds like to leave China and move to Africa, it it must be your parents that instilled this. Like you can do anything you want, Henry. Yeah, uh, my parents uh, work hard. We were quite a, uh, I would say, a, a normal family, not rich family. And uh, for me, this is where the parents give me education. And I had to grow the ambition to go bigger, like uh, to take the, as much as possible so that we can uh, grow our portfolio. And uh, so that I would say the ambition is there, and that's why we have done so much uh, in the lifetime, in the short lifetime. Yeah, with your education, I doubt that you even look at it as risk. It's more a calculation than for you. Everything is calculated, yeah. We have to plan ahead, like uh, strategic planning for the next three years. Every time I do strategic planning for three years, and I review it constantly. And uh yeah, risk is there, but we have the rewards is there too, right? So we should not just be risk, risk, risk. And then if mm -hmm. not, you are not going to move forward. So we need to balance it and see the rewards and what's the risk and what's the consequence. Of course, then you can move forward. Yeah. So tell me about the very first piece of real estate that you decided I'm going to do something with that. Oh, yeah. When when uh, you're a fresh graduate, you don't know much about the the the, the the let us the say, real world let's the call real, it the world, real world yeah. You, yeah and you don't have much money too right so your thinking is that okay we'll buy a piece of land we'll build a house and that's it mm -hmm. that's the biggest dream everyone normally does 
So when I did that, I, I was blessed to do a strategic planning with someone from South Africa. And in that strategic planning, they tell you, just look at yourself when you are dying, basically. What, and then you look forward uh, backwards, what have you achieved in your life? Mm -hmm. So I say, yeah, I write 10 lines. So I say, okay, I'm going to build my house, build an office, buy a car, whatever, build a family, right? And then after three years, I did everything. Wow. So yeah, after three years, I did all the achievement of a lifetime. I say, oh, that's not that's a problem, but a happy problem. We have to do more. And that's where we, we say, we did a new strategic planning and then, oh, now we have to go bigger. And uh, we have even gone uh, to list a company on the stock exchange. <laughs> Your current company. Uh, not current, but previous one. But we had the experience for that, yeah. Okay, so um, how long were you doing uh, real estate? I guess it was consulting or were you doing development uh, where, where in France yeah. or in Africa? So in, in Africa, so I was a consultant and uh, doing uh, architecture and the property development. Mm -hmm. And then I shifted mostly into the development part where the money is, the big money, let us put mm -hmm. it that way. Uh, so I was doing architecture. We had a company doing uh, a vertical integration. So we had a company doing construction. We had a company doing interior design for commercial. So we, are bu we were building 10 houses per year, but big houses like 4,500, 6,000 luxury homes. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, then the next step was to go into development and to shift. So we, because at some point we even had over 100 people working for us. So that was uh, the the big shift, always going bigger. And then we were doing uh, larger projects. We just say, okay, it's better to have a bigger contractor with 450, 200, uh, 400 people to work for us than we are going to manage 100 people. So yeah. we shifted the mindset and say, okay, let's go purely into development and land acquisition, design, uh, project management, and then implementation. So that was likely a calculated risk. But for people listening um, along at home or in the car or in the office, how what would you say to someone who's thinking, I'm going to scale up, but they're nervous? Yeah. Uh, I would say it's better to do, uh, I'll come again on the strategic planning, right? So just plan ahead. Everything has to be, what, if you plan it well, just put it in place, right? And if you don't know how to do it, just go, get a coach. Mm -hmm. uh, if I had a coach before, I would maybe go much further, right? Today, I'm a coach myself <laughs> into, yeah. into how to do development and so on. So uh, it's better to get advice from someone who has done it before. Yeah. Yeah. So that you don't have the pitfalls and uh, problems. Uh, yeah. It's it's like uh, I was talking with one of the other investors here in town and he said, life is short. Learn yeah. from other people's lessons. So, exactly. Um, you know, you got the education through school. And I really like the fact that you focus on your three-year strategic planning. So that kind of brings us up to now. You are, if people are seeing on the video, we've got a picture of what you're doing right now. So tell us a little bit more about how you got into that property and we'll transition. So you sold your place in Ontario and then let's, yeah. let's tell us the story. Uh, actually, just after COVID, 
during COVID, we were thinking what to do because there's there was nothing much to do apart from investing. I was doing private lending online. Mm -hmm. <laughs> we were just doing transfer without going and meeting people, right? So, and then all this money we have to invest. So we say, okay, let's sell one pr property and then the prices were going up. So we say that's the right time to sell. So we sold one property in, in Niagara Falls uh, next to the river. It was like a bed and breakfast. We were doing short-term rental there. And we say, okay, where do we put the money now? So the best, we were searching around and we found out that Nova Scotia was quite uh, interesting because of the water, a, the, it's called an ocean playground, by the way. And then uh, the property was much cheaper and then quality of life. So we are not into busy. I mean, I'm already retired a long time ago, but uh, we are just like easy, going easy, right? We don't need mm -hmm. to work hard. Just uh, So we, we sold the property. We reinvested here in Nova Scotia. We bought the lodge and 10 cabins. Uh, one week after we bought the land, which is next door, we didn't know it was for sale. It, it was just for sale one week afterwards. So we had to bid very quickly, like 30 minutes, just seriously, 30 minutes to buy the land. So you had other people biting at it as yeah, well. There was, yeah, there was two other offers and I had to bid them. And uh, I say to the uh, seller's uh, uh, agent, do you, are you okay to be sellers uh, and buyer agent? They say yes. I say okay. Go ahead. <laughs> Got to gre grease the wheels a little bit, you know. When exactly. their name's on the offer twice, you might just get accepted. Exactly. So I say okay. We just we just took the line off, and then within the next uh, three to six months, we bought another another two properties nearby, like ten minutes, twenty minutes, again for short term rental. So what we do is that. We have a, a, a cluster of uh, rental properties, uh, whether the people coming for two people or 10, or even a group of 40, we can accommodate them. Right? So how did you get into short-term rental? Oh, interesting question, right? When I was in Niagara Falls, we had a few um, uh, duplex, triplex, fourplex. The issue is the tenants. It's a long-term long -term tenants, right? So the issue mm -hmm. is that they, when they don't pay, they don't leave. You have to go for Orlando tribunal, tribunal, and especially it takes, in Ontario, yes. Yeah, it takes six months, eight months, and uh, during COVID, it was like endless. But you can't so leave. Yeah, you can't leave. So what what do we do? So we say let's shift. We have other properties doing long term. That's fine, but let's shift uh, and diversify, and then we enter the short term rental market. Uh, we are the biggest here where we are in the Eastern Shore. And the, I, the it's not only an idea because we had experience before. Uh, where we come from, we already were doing uh, short-term rental on the beach. Uh, so we knew how the process and how to make uh, it uh, interesting for the for the guests. So we say, okay, let's scale it up at, at, that, at that size, yes. Yeah, and you can buy a lot of property when you exchange your Ontario property for Nova Scotia property. That was in the boom when people were moving like even in Manitoba here and Alberta, everyone was like, Nova Scotia this, Nova Scotia that. Yes. And then came the retroactive rent control. 
So are you subjected to that in the short-term rental space in Nova Scotia? No, because short-term rental is a business, right? Uh, we do commercial business. We are not too much into the residential conversion into... Mm -hmm. uh, so because now there's a, a regulation that you need to stay in the house to be able to rent your, your property for short-term rental. Mm -hmm. Uh, so it doesn't affect much, us much because we are more into the commercial space. Like uh, the project we are doing right now is to build uh, another 20 cabins mm -hmm. that we are going to put into the short-term rental and some into the like month-to-month, -month, like mid-term. Yeah. Mid and, and if there's a need and there's a possibility to get over a piece of land, we will go, we, we might even buy and rent to the long-term, right? So you're not participating in like the Airbnb space. You're controlling your own uh, short-term rental process. Yes, we have our own. We don't. We we do, do not rely only on Airbnb. We rely on every. Uh, we have our own um, uh, central booking system that we have mm -hmm. put in place, and uh, so we have uh, also a lot of customer returning customers. That's a good part of it. And uh, that's already 50% of the business, basically. Mm -hmm. Because people just come, uh, you just rent whatever they want, and that's it. The, re the remaining we do on, on over, over um, uh, portal like Expedia or wherever, booking.com, and uh, word of mouth, of course, and uh, it works well. It works quite well. Yeah. And this is something that you uh, help people navigate in your in your coaching business? Yes, we are going to put a program for that because now we are quite uh, an expert in that. So we can do that for and help people establish their own business. Yes. So right now you're working on uh, this particular property. Do you do you find that um, these returning clients is it the service or is it the land? What is it that gets people coming back? Quite interesting. The we got people from Toronto to come there, right? And they say, oh, it's nice because what's happening is that when they come there, you look at the picture, it's nature, right? Mm -hmm. And water. So mm -hmm. it's quite appealing. So just this effect uh, is very interesting for people. And then we have the local people during weekends, they just want to leave the town, 30 minutes away, just go there and or 20 minutes away, just go and chill. And, and do the fire barn next to the water and then uh, just an escape for them, right? So estication. And that's uh, very interesting for them. Another customer uh, clientele we have is uh, weddings. So people, okay. when they are having wedding in the area, there is no place to stay, basically. that We are not in the city. We are out of the city. So we that's why we say we are the biggest supplier in the area because uh, we can hold up, up to 40 over 40 people. So if there is a wedding, the people just book the, all the cabins are booked. Yeah, the whole thing, right? Yes, yes. And 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 people are knocking the door, say, please, <laughs> I say if we don't have space, we don't have space. That's why we are building the new ones. Yeah, so. you're gonna have to start building. You know, those are problems that you want to have. So exactly um how how do you plan to navigate this construction? Because on the photo, for people who can't see it and they're listening along in their car or whatever, there's a lot of trees there. Is how how raw is this land that you have north of your cabin? Uh, yeah, I, I've built a lot. I, I've been building a lot in the in the past. So this one, we already get a development permit. That's the main thing. I, 
with the gov the the planning or working with us together so what what we are going to do in in this uh, piece of land we are doing to do a, a road access and then put uh, cabins both sides of the road with uh, whatever needed as parking mm -hmm. and then we on the waterfront we are going to put uh, some facilities like hot tub uh, sauna and uh, a dock for that we have uh, also a, a place for the boats to come Mm -hmm. And uh, so people can come with their boats and go fishing. A lot of people go fishing in the Salmon River next where we are. And yeah. it goes directly to the to the sea, Atlantic. So people can also go uh, over there and fish for fishing or cruising. Yeah, yeah, because it sounds like you've got it really dialed in as far as providing an experience. Because a lot of times people look at short-term rentals and they're like, I've got a house near the arena and I'm just going to put uh, some toilet paper in there and hope I can make some money on Airbnb. But the reality is that um, as you're noticing, and as I've, as I've heard from other short-term rental people, it is really about the experience. So if people are, are thinking about doing short-term rental, what's, what's one like takeaway that they can say, how do I build a better experience? Interesting. Yeah. Every, every property we are purchasing here in Nova Scotia has to be waterfront. Okay. We are not buying anything else apart from waterfront. So for us is when I'm talking to you right now, I'm on a house in the water on the waterfront mm -hmm. right now. So, so the experience is that when you're busy at work, you're busy in a big city, you want to evade, you want to go escape, you want to go elsewhere. Uh, that's why we created the the brand. It's called J'adore, which mm -hmm. is a French, but Where also I love. Which is I love. Oh, you're good in French, right? And yeah, then, I'm from Manitoba. They teach us French, and they beat us in into our heads until at least grade six. <laughs> yeah. So, so we say there is j'adore, and the, the the tagline is the escape you deserve. So, yeah, because if you think about Toronto, yeah, um, you know, it's just the same condo, thirty stories, glass everywhere. You might not see water. Yeah, unless you're in the underwater phone. So yeah, that's where we want the people to be. And that's where we like to be. And that's why we are here. Uh, so our development has to ha get waterfront. That's number one. And here we have it everywhere. The second thing is that we have to put facilities uh, for them to enjoy. So even having hot tub and uh, sauna, mm -hmm. we also have a uh, canoe, uh, pedal boat, so, so, so the people come and they can rent or they can go ahead and bring their own to and mm -hmm. uh, and people like that. Uh, bonfire is something that they like to. They like to be around drinking their beers. Mm -hmm. and, uh, mm -hmm. That's a very Canadian thing. Definitely yes. bonfires and beers. So it sounds a little bit like you like where you have built. Did you build oh, yeah. this for yourself? Yeah. You were looking for an escape perhaps. Exactly. Because, uh, yeah, w really, if, b during COVID, there was nothing to do apart from looking at Netflix, right? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so mm -hmm. uh, we, we were talking with my wife and say, what do we do next? So let's let's move. Let's escape ourselves, right, to some somewhere that is uh, nicer. And the good thing here is that when, when we come here, we have to integrate the community, right? Like now my wife is in Lions, Lions, Lions Club. Mm -hmm. I'm in the CBDC, like uh, entrepreneurship uh, program to give yep. loop for entrepreneurs. So I'm in the board of director. So we try to integrate the community and try to help as much as possible. So, yeah. Yeah, because it looks like in, under this future expansion, you were talking a little bit about opportunities for people to 
um, participate in that, if you want to touch on that a little bit. Okay. Yeah, we are building uh, 22 cabins. So what we are going to do is that I'm going to provide all the infrastructure, the road, uh, septic tanks, the well, everything electrical so that everything is connected. I'm also going to provide uh, the, the, the cabin. So I'm actually uh, negotiating with the manufacturers the, uh, to build the cabins as per our design. And then uh, so the investors so can just, uh, it will be like a co-ownership. They can just buy the, the cabin and then uh, we were going to manage it for them from A to Z. So they don't have anything to do. It's going to be furnished. It's going to be rented. It's just an investment uh, opportunity for them. Yeah. And okay. they, can come, they can come on holiday also if they want. And, yeah. Uh, and, and run, run around in the canoe and hit, hit yeah. The, uh, the bonfire up. Exactly. So um, if people want to get in contact with you, because, you know, time flies when we're having fun, how can they reach out to Henry and become either, you know, book at your place or you know become part of your ecosystem yeah so our our brand is jador and uh, our our website is www.jedor.com uh, but if they want to just uh, email me, we, they can just email me at Henry Lou at H-E-N-R-Y-L-O-O-6-8 at gmail.com. Okay, perfect. Well, Henry, um, it's been amazing talking to you. That's a story that I will probably never forget because you've traveled the world and you've made your mark several times over. So I hope to accomplish half of what you have accomplished so far and good luck with your future expansion of your lodge. Thank you. But why don't you go double where I have been, right? Yeah, uh, three I times. I'll plan possible. my three years out. Like you said, I'll look three years. I'll plan it out. Risk is about planning. That's the big takeaway from Henry here. So until next time, guys, I'll see you on the next podcast. Thank you. Thank you so much.